0: Welcome into the Football Friday podcast, everyone. I'm Kirk Levison alongside Logan Hill, David Goff, and Johnny Williams. Logan, our presenting sponsor for all of 2023 was the Jolly Farmer. They're sticking with us
1: for 2024. Tell me about them. I love the Jolly Farmer. Hopefully, you hit it over the New Year's weekend, got you some beer, got you some chips. Oh, I did. Johnny, Johnny hit the Jolly Farmer, got to have some best donuts maybe that Sunday morning before you watch that football slate, got you some donuts, could have had some beer later on in the day while you're watching your favorite team play, hopefully win, we're getting to the end of the regular season here, also have so many different items, uh, frozen foods, all that good stuff, anything you could look for, I bought waffles there one time and they were delicious, I just finished the box last week, so again, that's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. Love it, love the Jolly Farmer, they're sticking with us for
0: 2024, we couldn't ask for a better presenting sponsor. The football Friday crew is a little banged up, everyone. Um, (laughs) It's week 18. It's not your volume. If some of us sound a little nasally, we got sinus infections. We got colds. We got you name it. But we're here. We're here every Friday. You can find us on the Morning Times website. You can find us on the Daily Review. And if you're looking for print editions with all the best coverage in the Valley and the surrounding areas, David, Logan, they got you covered. And they're going to continue to do so in 2024. Now that I think
2: about it, I bet it's this back room. That's oh, why. We're, that's yeah. why. There, who knows how many diseases are in here? We're all stuffed up. There's something in the air.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I got sick when I was home in Harrisburg last week. And I had to stop. So <laughs> it's that
0: time of year. It certainly is. Speaking of time of the year, we're into the winter football season. Excuse me, winter sports season. Football Friday podcast on the brain. <laughs> winter sports season picking up now. We had the Valley Christmas tournament last week. We talked in last week's episode about the first half of that. We had the finals and the third place game. Also. I was there on hand for Tioga versus Sayre for third place. Good back and forth game in the first half. Sayre shot the lights out. A lot of good three-point shooters there that weren't afraid to take their shots. But once they went cold, Tioga kind of took over. Their efficiency won them the game, and they take home third place. David, you were there for the follow-up. Waverly-Athens, talk to me a little bit about that.
3: Well, uh, by score alone, it was one that Waverly dominated, 79-52. to 52. But in the first half it was a bit interesting Waverly got off to a hot start they were 5 of 6 from 3 to start the game uh from 3 and they were, I believe their largest lead at that point was 18 to 7 in the first quarter but by the middle of the second quarter it was 34 29 Waverly Athens was hanging in there but uh it Waverly just Athens started missing some shots turning the ball over and Waverly was able to uh, just go in transition and get a lot of baskets and at one point, they were up by 33 in the game. So it was a runaway by Waverly. Joey Tommaso was his second game back. The night before that was his first game back. He had 17 points in that first game. He had 19 points in the second game by halftime. Wow. So he had 29 points in that game. And he also, and I know we were talking about last last podcast where his three-point shot wasn't falling in the semifinal. He had... he. Went nothing but net from the left side of the three and the right side of three in the, that first quarter. So the shot was back in that game as well.
0: Really good atmosphere, too. Yeah, it was. I know um, the students certainly had a lot of fun. Both student sections yeah. were packed. Both went at each other. <laughs> they were Regardless not afraid of the to laugh score, at each other. <laughs> yeah, nobody got quiet. And that's great to see the community all turned out and they were lively. And it was a very good Valley Christmas tournament. But so Waverly takes home the championship, in second, Tioga third. Yes. Waverly, or excuse me, Sarah Fourth.
3: Yeah, Waverly, this is their second year in a row that they've won it. And now I can't think of it exactly, but I believe it's their sixth Christmas tournament championship in their last eight seasons. Beautiful.
1: That sounds right. Yeah.
3: Logan, uh, you were on the road a little bit. A lot of holiday stuff
0: going on. We got some to touch on, most of it's coming up. Talk to us a little about what. What's in the past and what's coming up here in 2024 this yeah. week?
1: So the the only other thing that I got to for last week uh, was on Friday. It was Waverly girls hosting Tawanda. Uh, just a little, not Christmas tournament, but a little Christmas week action basketball game former christmas tournament action for those two teams so maybe that's why they still played it i I never asked why but uh just that was that one was all waverly they kind of jumped out in front early made a big run in the second quarter and were just able to kind of coast the rest of the way was really blown away and i was talking with david before we got started by the play of uh, riley judson specifically uh freshman we talked about so she just looked comfortable and and maybe that's one thing that's super interesting to me watching these games is the the intermix between the JV and the varsity squads, you'll have players, and both girls and boys, that will go, they'll play the full game with JV, and then they might also play crucial minutes on the varsity team. They might play the same amount of minutes on the JV team that they play on the varsity team, and it's just more reps, more experience, and maybe it's against differing levels of competition, game in and game out, but so she looked very comfortable, and then Tawanda, I mean... I think this is a very good Waverly team, so you don't maybe take a lot away from that game except wanting to get better, obviously. But that was the wrap-up to the week. That game was supposed to tip off at 2.30. I didn't leave that gym until after 5, so just a long day. My introduction to the shot clock here in New York, I yeah. haven't had that yet, only covering Pennsylvania games so far. And then, yeah, you're right, I was on the road, but this week it's we're back to the full slate. We kind of had a light Monday, nothing on Monday, not much yesterday on Tuesday, and then we're taping this on Wednesday, so I'll be at Girls Hoops tonight uh thursday i think i'm gonna hit a wrestling match somewhere and then friday should be back up here in the valley for a very very good troy athens basketball game so a lot of good stuff and then by this time next week we'll be back in the thick of things as the winter season kind of starts to head towards a wrap-up love it david what do you got coming up this week
3: well uh you know, friday i'll probably end up at Sayre versus north Penn liberty boys basketball I was going to go to Athens Can Wrestling tonight on this Wednesday, but uh, unfortunately it sounds like Can Kids are sick, so they postponed that one. I was looking forward okay. to seeing Athens in action. Uh, Thursday is yet to be determined, but uh, I'm excited for the winter sports season to really get Yeah, going. we're going to
0: ramp up now, and David and Logan will be there the whole way with all your coverage. You can find some of the stories they're talking about now in Saturday's print edition. Obviously, throughout the week, we're daily now. This isn't just a Football Friday podcast anymore. We got everything covered. All your winter sports, David and Logan will be bringing you the action January and further on. That's really it for the roundup this week. Obviously, short week, holiday week, things get wonky, but we should, like Logan said, back in the swing of things next week, and we'll have you covered there. College football, guys. Michigan, Alabama. Michigan wins in overtime, 27 to 20. Any takeaways right out of the gate? Just a fun game. Very fun. They They, got it right. They covered. They did. (laughs) Gamble responsibly (laughs) in 2024. (laughs) My biggest takeaway is the committee got it right.
2: Oh, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. I still see Florida State fans on my ex account saying we should have been in if we had that or blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, I don't think that's the case, guys. I feel like we just had two very good Playoff games. We don't need to rehash this again.
3: I, we, if Florida State was involved in either of those playoff games, one of them was going to be a blowout, probably. So. Whichever,
2: whichever one they're involved in, right? It sucks, but that's probably just how <laughs> it was going to happen. I think this is an easy
0: question to answer, but I'll ask it anyways. Four teams. Who was the best quarterback you saw on Monday? Oh, Penix. By a long shot, I right? Penix was insane. I mean,
2: awesome to watch. Watching him. I, I only stayed up for the first half of that Washington Texas game. It was just the capping off the holidays just like i just kind of want to go to bed that made it really hard i wasn't a, I, I apologize i'm not a diehard sport college football feeling like you guys are i i don't know that ha- i would say that about myself <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to cash it in because but like it was really hard to go to bed that night because that game was electric
0: which win was more impressive washington's over texas or michigan's over alabama
3: i
2: think michigan's
3: because They overcame a lot of weird mistakes. Bad special teams. Horrible special teams. I I thought that game was about to end on a game-winning safety. Right? (laughs) That would have been insane. (laughs) That would have been disastrous, but also hilarious to see a college football playoff game end that way. But I... The one thing that was going for Michigan early on in that game is their defensive line was getting to the quarterback. Five, they had five sacks on that first half. They were
1: insane. I thought they
0: kind of bullied them in the first half. The, yeah. first,
1: the first series, I mean, I just had it on my phone. I was driving back up from Maryland, but they had like two sacks in the first three yeah. plays. Was, was, oh, here, here we go. Yeah. But I, I would love to be able to argue, oh, Washington's win went meant more, but it, it was Michigan in my mind, right? Because this team collectively has been building towards making it to the championship game. They had that heartbreaker against TCU last year. They were the number one team in the country. All the scandal and stuff from this season aside, they were playing Alabama, who's been a stalwart in the college football playoffs since it came around, and it literally took them to overtime to get it done. So just a great, great game and a great night of games, really.
0: Yeah, and I thought the second game, I thought the story we just touched on, it was Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Johnny said it out in the foyer there before we came on just his flick, yeah. I mean, when he throws a football, it's, it, you know you're watching something special. It's, it's a little different, yeah, the way that ball comes couple, out of his hand.
2: There was a couple of throws he did. He puts zero effort into it, and it goes 50 yards down the field, yeah. and I'm just yeah. like, this is this the, is voodoo. The, the like one, what are we watching?
3: The one touchdown pass in the first half was I don't know maybe 15 yards out or something like that, but it, it, it looked like 150 miles an hour. To the <laughs> the end zone. one, oh in, my the gosh. one dead
1: center in the end yeah. zone. Oh my! Oh. He threw it on a rope, uh, fellow lefty. <laughs> uh, I knew you'd love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, people are going to pro comp him to Tua. So just be prepared for that when it happens. Just because he's a lefty. So fair, but no, I mean he. Other people league.
3: have compared him to Vic because he's a lefty. Like, oh my god, that's <laughs> it's a lefty thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: but his his wide receivers too. I was blown away by just the speed. Yeah. And oh, I, I've watched a little bit of Washington this year, not a ton. I watched some of that championship game against Oregon and other points during the year. And I remember Penix from when he played in Indiana. Yep. He, he's obviously a very different player now than he was back then. But wait, who's at number remember? one Roma Dunze? Roma, yeah. Roma Dunze. There's a pro player. Uh, McMillan yeah. had a great game, and then there's another guy. I'm blanking on his name, but just McMillan. I was blown away by the speed. He would catch like a swing pass, and burst 20 yards up the field, and that's what was so crazy in that second championship game. Because even Texas was d- making plays like that. Like they'd swing it out to the side, and there goes the receiver. Like I told, like we talked about last week. That was the most over game ever invented to be an yes. over game. And but not that everything's about gambling, but never a doubt though. That
3: last possession where Texas was trying to win the game, I don't know who it was, but the one guy leaped up in the air, caught it like ten he was like ten. Oh, t- up in Don the air. Mitchell? Yeah. Well that was a touchdown oh, catch. I don't okay. know. I don't yeah, that was an awesome touchdown catch. But there was one where they're going down the field in that last possession. And I just don't know how the guy caught it. Oh yeah, he, had, he just
1: got off of them. Yeah. yeah.
3: But uh
0: so I guess what we're getting at here is we talk more about Washington. Can Washington hang with Michigan? I hope so. Michigan four and a half point favorites is it's the is the early line.
3: It's such a fun matchup because you have Michigan's really really good defense versus Washington's offense, which is just that's, so much that's what fun. I was going to say. Is
1: I think that game gets won not on that side, but on the other side, Michigan's offense doing something against Washington's yeah. defense because you figure Michigan's defense will stifle that potent Washington offensive attack. Obviously, they'll get theirs, but mm-hmm. that that's kind of strength on strength, right? So you go to the other side of the ball, and that's where J.J. McCarthy, that's where Blake Corum, someone will have to make a play against a Washington defense that I've heard has been better, but they also talked about it in yeah. that game, like one of the worst against the pass in the so entire FBS.
3: Washington's defense, of course, is their weakest part, and it's the reason why Washington, for all their awesome offense this year, I, I think it's their 10th straight win by nine or fewer points. They're not blowing out teams. right? So it's weird because, you know, you think of previous examples of Alabama and Georgia reaching the championship game. They're crushing everybody. Michigan has pretty much done that all year, too. But Washington isn't the prototypical, we're dominating everybody, we're getting there. They're just winning these games. And I think because of their battle test, that they, which is so cliche to say, but they're winning all these closer games and finding ways to win that, like, I just... I'm, I'm inclined to pick Washington in this game because of that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do what I did last week. And I'm going to say, wa- I'm going to go Washington because I think every game, every time they play someone who, oh, this is going to be the one that knocks off Washington. Oh, well, Oregon will get him this time. I know they didn't last time. Well, oh, well, Texas. I mean, Washington hasn't played anyone like Texas. And they beat them every single time. Michigan, again, oh, well, this is a different animal. Is it, though? Or maybe Washington's maybe just national championship
2: caliber. I think my
3: brain says Michigan, but the vibes.
2: Yeah, the vibes. <laughs> say well, there it is, David. There it is. We're, all, we're a big vibes podcast. <laughs> we are. I'll go Washington. I want to go Washington just, just to be anti-Michigan. Shout out my friend Jake Dyson. Michigan sucks. They'll be in their cheaters and they're the Patriots. Love it. Michigan, it's their year. Okay. It
3: does. Yeah. That's I'm that's
2: a fair take.
3: but... It would, but
2: it would be favorite very weird if to to none of us picked Michigan, and so...
3: I don't... And I don't like Michigan at this point with everything that's happened this year, but I love that it's two teams that haven't won anything in a while. Yeah. I love it, that. Like, no matter who wins, I'm, I'm just cool with it.
1: Both will be members of the Big
0: Ten Conference yeah. next year, yes, so Big they they Ten title game. That's funny, so. though. No, we were about to go, nobody picked Michigan, and we all just said, well, nobody's <laughs> given Washington any credit, so <laughs> I'm glad someone threw Michigan in there. That's a definite vibes thing.
1: That's... Uh, other bowl games real quick. Yeah. Oregon over Liberty, 45 to six, a game that was never even close. Liberty should love never love the Oregon the uniforms bowl. in that one. They went with like the green and the yellow, uh, Maryland Terrapins destroyed Auburn in the music city. Bowl. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It was 21 yeah. to zero before Auburn got on the board. 31 to 13.
0: Final. At a time when the big 10 really needed it against the SEC. Really Up until that it. point, the SEC was dominating the big 10
3: bowls.
1: Obviously that Georgia over Florida state, 63 oh, to three goodness. was never uh, in a game. Uh,
3: they need to change the schedule up in terms of transfers
1: and and everyone's stuff. saying, well,
0: Georgia should have been in. it. Florida State didn't play anyone.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: they yeah. didn't. They, everyone mm-hmm. sat out. They all opted out. So let's not get crazy about Georgia either. They played a, a Florida State team that wasn't really even Florida and State.
3: We're talking about and you might be pulling it up, I'm not sure, but we are talking about how it's Michigan's defense versus Washington's offense in the championship. That's how we kind of felt about Ole Miss and Penn State, the yeah. Ole Miss offense and Penn
1: State defense, and the all Ole Miss offense
3: won. Yeah, 38-25 <laughs> yeah. to 25 Big time. in that one.
1: And then the only other one I'll mention that, I guess Clemson, 38-35 over Kentucky in the, mm-hmm. the Gator Bowl, but the only other... Main takeaway is Missouri over Ohio State in the yeah. Cotton Bowl. Um, that was now you figure like Kyle McCord's not there for Ohio State anymore. Harrison's and all that, not playing. Yeah, so. But
0: uh, kudos to Mizzou. They all opted in. They all yeah. wanted to go out and say, hey, we had a heck of a season too. Watch us go play the Big Ten and prove we could have been in this discussion as well. And I think they will be next year. They got some good players.
3: I, I hope Missouri is in, in their... Are turning upward because it'd be cool yeah. to see a team like them become a national power. Yeah, I'm
1: and they're no. fun too. And then my last, last one. This was from Thursday last week, but uh, Rutgers over Miami and uh, Timmy Ward. Uh, uh, yeah. Pump yeah, punt reco- punt block recovery, fumble Loved recovery. It. Saw so. Pat McDonald at the Christmas
0: tournament there, the Valley Christmas tournament. He was doing radio, and he m- mentioned to me. Hey, go check out the highlight. Timmy Ward getting in on the action. So that's great to see from a local. Yes, sir. The, Good for uh, him in a bowl game. The yeah.
3: Rutgers-Miami and pinstripe bowl was also the power five teams that crushed Temple earlier in the season bowl. <laughs> so, Yeah there's a lot of teams that might fit in that someday oh, well, yeah. <laughs> fortunately they only played two power five teams this year and those those, those were those two <laughs>
0: alright ready to move on to the NFL before we do let's talk Jelly Farmer again Johnny you got stopped there got all your convenience store needs anything for the holiday beer chips
2: all of it yep got all that stuff tr- tried out they have a huge huge variety of some New Year's Eve beverages that I took that I took part in Grabbed myself some ciders Grabbed myself some beers man they got a the, huge variety. to their credit it was do it was, the, donate if you want to you could do. I get, kind of got to get there early. They were almost gone by the time I got there, so it wasn't much of a selection there. But yeah, shout out to the Jolly Former. They have absolutely everything. You, everything that you need more and in, as we get in the winter doldrums here, they're going to have a lot they're going to have a lot more to keep you getting through the winter season. I, I, I got, I got to go. Got to go. Just, down Sunday. Waverly. I, I this pretty Sunday. Pretty much, what I, time do the Eagles play on Sunday? 430. Perfect yeah.
3: time. I don't I will be watching that game, but you know, but I, you know, I've had so much fun with this podcast since I've gotten up here. I feel pretty obligated to go to the, the place that sponsors us. We <laughs> should go. do that.
0: And they're, they're worth every penny. Shout out to Jolly farmer. Catch them in downtown Waverly. All right, boys. It's scenario week. We're at the final week of the NFL regular season. We've had a lot of fun in this podcast, but now it's time to get to work. The Ravens. We don't have any work to do. (laughs) All the work's done. Number one seed. (laughs) No work to do for the Baltimore Ravens. Dominated the Dolphins. Hang 56 on a team that's already clinched a playoff berth. The second
2: best team in the AFC? Some might
0: say. Some might say. We'll find out. Logan, you were there. What'd you think?
1: Oh, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing time. Uh, I went was able to take three of my friends from home. We got up there at the perfect time, made it into the city, no real issues, parked and got into the stadium, was able to see the introductions. They brought the offense out. They had a flyover before the game started. Not that I'm one to ever critique the national anthem. They oh, went with the Baltimore whoa. Symphony Orchestra for the anthem instead of somebody singing it. And I think it just kind of threw the crowd off a little bit because at the Ravens games, when they get to the, O, oh, say, can you see, everybody yells, oh, because of the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. They do it at the Orioles games too. Oh. And I don't think the crowd could figure out when oh, that was coming interesting. up. Couldn't time it so, up. Like they had to try to sing it in their head. But obviously, it was a great performance beforehand, and then it was just a great game. The Dolphins go down the field on their first drive, score a touchdown, and, and we're sitting there, and we're just kind of like – this might this might be a shootout like this yeah. might come down to the wire. Ravens match them, Dolphins would have been up 14-7. Tyreek just goofs on a touchdown. Sorry, cousin. Um and then they get a field goal out of that. Ravens punted it away. It's 10-7. They eventually get it back. Score. Score score. Roquan Smith, one-handed interception. Zay Flower, 75-yard touchdown. A friend, Another friend of ours that couldn't make it to the game was in uh, Fed Hill down in Baltimore watching it at a at a mother's a bar down there. And he had called us during the game for something, basically telling us, like, hey, come out afterwards. And that was right when the Zay Flower 75-yard touchdown one play happened. So we're all just screaming, and they're obviously watching it on TV. So we're like, something crazy is about to happen. Something crazy is about to happen. And, like, 15 seconds later, they're all like, ah! <gasps> oh that's <laughs> and they're cool. Yelling, inside source, inside source. So it was it was a great game and it just it kept getting better. Um like I said, the Roquan Smith one-handed interception, Zay Flowers, 75 yard touchdown. Isaiah likely, the Ravens that go for it on fourth and seven, catches it one-handed, goes in for a touchdown. That was the only play I saw live. That was awesome. Yeah, and then it comes out of halftime. The Ravens get the ball, return it 75 yards on the kickoff return, score a couple plays later. It was concerning entering that fourth quarter because they were only ahead 35 to 13. Last was, year when they oh. played the Dolphins, it was 35-14. to 14. The Dolphins ended up making the comeback. These Ravens are different than those Ravens. Yeah, and go. they go ahead and put 21 more points on the board and, and get Lamar out of there early. A five-touchdown day. Perfect passer rating. All about locked up the MVP. I know we'll get into it, but the odds <laughs> shot way down. Um, is tournament. he going to sit? I, don't, I would not expect them to play him. I, I get it, the rest versus Russ debate. But my, my question is more of the MVP
0: debate. If he sits a week and somebody goes off I does can he
1: lose it I would, can he lose the MVP at this point right I now? don't think so I might be a biased take but I, in the game to decide the one seed to have that kind of a performance. I don't everything think, you could I done. feel like
3: we've definitely had moments and and I can't speak anecdotally at this point but like I I know there's there has to have been plenty of MVps who sat out the last Gotta one or be. two games because their team were really good and I was just
2: I I don't think anybody who has a shot at Lamar is really playing anybody that would it like if Dak Prescott went off against the commanders for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Or, is yeah. Is right. anybody the really impressed by that? Really. Or Josh yeah.
3: Allen throws 600
2: yards against that's Miami. How, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. That's, Josh that's Allen. true. One. That's, that's one. But Josh Allen would have to hang 60
0: on the Dolphins. Yeah. I don't think he can win at this point. No. He didn't do enough against the Patriots it's to worse. help him. They got the win, but it wasn't a Josh Allen dominant performance.
1: I I would not expect him to play. And if they do play him, it won't be for any sort of MVP right. race, but treat like a preseason. Who's game. the backup? Tyler Huntley, pro bowl, Tyler Huntley, <laughs> pro bowler. Um, but I just, I get the whole like rest versus Russ, this or that. In my mind, why would you, and don't get me wrong, the Steelers are fighting for playoff, a playoff berth too, but why would you put your star quarterback, who's very likely to end up the two-time MVP of the league, first seed, why would you put him out there against a bitter division rival who would not be above... Oh, let's twist an ankle. Yeah, that's let's let's great point. Let's take the Ravens down a notch entering the postseason if we can help it. So I don't great point. I don't know. I'm not. I don't have an inside source on what the decision will be. I don't expect him to be one of the just, players. If he if,
3: if he plays, you just feel like you have to be ultra conservative. It's a lose lose.
2: Yeah, so just don't play him,
0: David and Johnny. I'm going to get to you guys, but since we're in the AFC now, let's just keep working our way through. The Ravens are the one seed. They've clinched. The Chiefs have clinched by winning the AFC West. The Browns have clinched a wild card spot.
1: Probably going to be the five.
0: And the Dolphins have clinched a playoff berth, but they haven't clinched the AFC East. That leads me by Bills. The Bills will play the Dolphins in the final game of the regular season this Sunday to determine who wins the AFC East. And let's start right out with some scenarios. The Bills might be the most wild. With a win, they would become the AFC East champion, the two seed, and could potentially, if they were to win, obviously, host two playoff games. Here's the wild part. If they lose... They all of a sudden need help just to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They go from potentially the two seed and hosting two playoff games, maybe, to maybe not so getting in at all.
2: Yep. The good thing is you know before the game is played, when we'll you know where, where we stand. Mm-hmm. Which we, which yeah, if you if you already have it, then there's a chance. Then you, this the wildest matchup of the day could wind up being a total dud fest where Josh Allen plays half the
1: game because well, you don't need. to yeah, be yeah, but here's I, the, for the scenario. Division, here's matters. the scenario to know they need 3 games to go their way. Um if they don't go their way, they're facing an all or nothing scenario where they either win the division or they don't make the playoffs at all. If the Steelers beat the Ravens, the Jaguars beat the Titans, and Saturday night's Texans Colts game does not end in a tie, the Bills have to win that game against the Dolphins to win the AFC East and they would clinch the number 2 seed. Right. With a loss they would miss the playoffs completely.
3: Yeah. All 3 of those things are separate from each other, right? So
1: Yes, uh, it's all so Buffalo wins they're in. Buffalo
3: yeah.
0: loses a lot of help. Need, need I need help. the Steelers to lose, which the Ravens are sitting at. On Anyone or I need the Jags to lose, which the Titans are already eliminated. Who the Jags are playing? So it's not a great spot to be in. It's basically you got to win. But mm-hmm. what's just crazy to me is the way the season's turning out. With a win, you're not just in. You're only, you're only behind Baltimore in terms of seeding, and, and ho- you've been dead all year. Yeah, it it's like crazy. crazy. Yeah, and then you can
2: somehow emerges as the second best team in the AFC. I talk, I, I mentioned this to Kirk yesterday the bills deserve this. Like you, there are so many games that you should have won that you dropped. You just, you like you. Yeah. The fact that we're even in this position to get a two. seed you're probably getting more than you deserve. We played honestly. our way
0: back in and we'll get to the, this when we do our best seven teams in the AFC, the bills are absolutely one of the best four, probably. Yeah. I mean, in terms of I deserving and should be there. If you want the best playoff, the most competitive playoff with the best team to watch as we go through January, the Bills should absolutely be in considering what we've watched over the last four weeks. Um, some other teams to keep an eye on this. This pod has been pretty pro CJ Stroud and pretty pro Houston. Houston clinches the AFC South with a win or a Jacksonville and a Jacksonville loss. Is that right? And And a Jacksonville and a Jacksonville loss. And a Jacksonville loss. If Houston wins and Jacksonville loses, the Texans are in.
3: Jaguars control their own destiny with the division. Yep, all they got to do is beat the Titans, and the Texans need the Jags to lose. Mm So, yeah. And, and
1: then the Colts are still The still Jags, bags. Colts, and well, Texans all nine and seven. Well, the Colts right. play the Texans.
2: Yeah. Okay. So right. like that'll yeah. figure itself out. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
1: So the Colts are also both the Colts,
0: the Colts and Texans are going to play. They both need to win and have Jacksonville lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, Jacksonville just needs to
2: win and they're in. Yeah. Yep. And that's that game
0: against the Titans, where the Bills
2: again. I, but I do think if Jacksonville wins, doesn't necessarily eliminate Houston or Indianapolis from playoff Wild contention. Card, yeah. It just eliminates them from, from the division yeah
0: so an interesting afc for sure uh what do we want to talk about could someone find me pittsburgh's path i know we got a lot of steelers fans
1: who listen uh Pittsburgh now has three primary ways to punch its postseason ticket in Week 18. Thank you, NFL.com, for this information. They need a win at the Ravens and a Bills loss to the Dolphins. They need a win at the Ravens and a Jaguars loss at the Titans. So they need to win, and they need one of those two teams to lose, or they need a Jaguars loss at the Titans, a Broncos win at the Raiders, and Texans-Colts does not end in a tie.
0: Wow. Bills and Steelers kind of staring each other in the face a little bit with the outcomes they need. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't help me. Let's move on to the NFC. Let's start with some games, though. Johnny,
2: weird ending to Cowboys-Lions. <laughs> we had some controversial. Saturday. We had some controversy. Talk me through.
0: Explain the controversy, and then let's kind of work through it.
2: So, at uh, Lions stomp right down the field at the end of the game to score a touchdown. A f- extra point would tie it. Two-point conversion would win it. Detroit opts to go for two. They do the play. They convert the two point conversion, then chaos ensues when they report number sixty eight as ineligible. Now all the expl- now at the at the time I thought it was the right call. Seems like as more stuff comes out, it seems like the, the the refs got it wrong. Of course, the officiating aids Dallas. That's all I'll say. Go ahead. Oh boy. Oh yeah, the second most penalized team in the NFL. Nice try. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear about the refs helping Dallas. Like I said, we're the most second most penalized team in the NFL. The Ravens for example have uh th- this actually helps you out a little bit. You have the most mobile quarterback in the league. You have one roughing the passer call go your way this year. The Eagles have five offensive holding calls all season I think it was. Might be seven now. I've opened a can of worms. There
3: was a big holding call late that turned into the worst offensive drive ever,
2: but go
1: on. I've opened a can of worms. Sorry you, yeah. for the listeners yeah. of this podcast.
2: And Josh Allen is now one of those guys because, on the flip side, he has the most roughing the passer calls all the season. So the refs are bad no matter which way you slice it. There's no way Lamar Jackson just gets one roughing the passer call, right? He's Fair the enough. most mobile quarterback in the league. No way. With, with the Eagles, no, home, but the, this is a good one. The Eagles, they ha, ha, they've called Let's Jason Kelsey, no hold. They called Jason Kelsey offsides how many times now for nothing?
3: Oh yeah, no. So yeah. like
2: it goes both ways. We're the second most penalized team in the league. We finally get a call to go our way. It's a bad call. It happens to everybody. I'm not. I'm, I'm. not here for. Oh, of course it. But it benefits Dallas. <laughs> anyway. And earlier on in that game, they called tripping on the wrong guy should have yes, sealed the I game for that. us. So there's that too. So I think if Dan Campbell just kicks just has to go full tilt kicks the extra point they probably win in overtime that's how I feel about it they already have the division the win doesn't mean a ton for them it means it's something it's the difference between one or two home playoff games right it is But so like it's you take what you, you if he's trying to like alright we're trying to get ready for the playoffs go for the win totally get it but at some point you just gotta kind of cut your losses kick the extra point go into yeah. overtime and just reset the deck so that's kind of but if it, the call was right they he was right if they got the tripping call right, they don't even get the ball back. (laughs) Yeah, but if... So, like, I can do this all day.
0: If Dan Campbell gets... We're talking that Dan Campbell made the right choice or not. If the refs
2: just make the right call, Dan Campbell made the right call. So, if they make the right call, they don't even get the ball back because the tripping was called on the wrong guy. So, I can do this all day. (laughs) This isn't an anti-Dallas
1: thing. No, no, no. I'm 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 just
2: saying if we do, like, if they get the call right, we can go... We can do that all day long for... Every matchup where every ref gets everything wrong all the time. Yeah, but it I'm disappoint. saying what about I don't. hate Dan
0: I'm saying I don't hate Dan Campbell's decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Not,
0: it's not really the. It's not the refs or Dallas. Or, I'm saying Dan Campbell's decision to go for it. It works. It worked.
1: Yeah. So I'm not like hating it. I don't hate the decision. The issue I have with the decision is the third time we're mm-hmm. still going to go for two. Like like, right. like I yeah. said before we started taping. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. They they replay the down, he decides to go for two again, this time from the seven. They they're able to get an offsides call. I think it was Michael Parsons who on that far side. So then it's now you're gonna get a third try a little bit closer at another two point conversion. That's three times. Just in my mind, I get what you were trying to do. It didn't work, you got another chance. It didn't work that time, you got another chance. Yeah, the third one is is the play to live another down. Like at that point.
2: So crazy. Yeah, what's that old a- adage where, you, where where the guys drowning in the ocean and God sends him two boats? Yeah, and Dan Campbell keeps yeah. sending it away. <laughs> I, I, that's, so that's where does that put?
0: Where does that put Dallas now? In terms, let's get to scenarios. Dallas now so controls
2: their own destiny. I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure we win. We get the number two seed and in, in the divisions. Pretty much how that. Yeah. Pretty much how that happens. Yep. We lose. Eagles win. You guys get the two seed. Correct. Yep. So that's wow. pretty much the most likely scenarios.
1: Yeah. It's. Dallas controls their own destiny. Yeah,
2: we do. So if we get the two seed, we get a home field, we, we get a home playoff game, and then we play probably the seven seed, which may be better than what the Eagles would face in the five seed. So it's like, would you rather just <laughs> you just totally switched your whole narrative from the last few weeks of no, we, the no, I said seed. that, no, I said that like a month ago. It was like the five I seed is not necessarily the, the best, the worst place to be. No, I, that was him. I, we talked about it. I was like, "This is like now. The five C's not necessarily the worst place to be." Like well, this- no, it's not. But I don't know. It was, <laughs> but.
0: Well, let's talk Eagles. The Eagles lose to a, a terrible Cardinals frisky. team. Frisky, frisky. we're going Frisky. Uh, frisky they're upgraded. Cardinals team. A, a Cardinals team that had nothing to play for. At least they had Kyler way. Murray. We Fry. we
2: lost to him, and I don't even remember who job that was. That Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, we yeah. lost to Dobbs. At least you lost to Kyler Murray. Yeah,
0: the, <laughs> the Cardinals show up. The Cardinals showed up. They played for pride, and they somehow beat. An Eagles team who was really falling apart down the stretch. Where do you stand? Who needs to go? What needs to change? Where are we at with Philadelphia,
2: <laughs> David? <laughs> it's, I'll help you. Brian Johnson needs to go. Yes. Is that is it? As David easy as wanted that?
1: everybody gone on Sunday.
3: <laughs> I. So. It, I'm okay. I'm trying to like figure out where I want to start here because I. Two weeks ago, after they had lost to the Seahawks, the one point that I did not make on this podcast that I wanted to make was when, like, I feel like the defensive problems are a player issue. The offensive problems are a coaching issue. And I get that the, you know, defense wasn't doing anything under Sean Desai there for a little bit. Make a change, I get it. Clearly, Matt Patricia wasn't an upgrade because... They can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's really Patricia's fault as much as it's they just don't have the players on defense right now. They're hurt. Darius Slay is hurt. Avante Maddox just came back this week after a long time out. He got hurt in the game. So there's and the d- defensive line has just been a huge disappointment. So I don't the defensive players, I that's just a problem that I don't think I was going to be able to get solved for the rest of the year. Now as far as the offense It was 28-28 with, uh, what, four or five minutes to go. Arizona does the bowl thing and tries to get an an onside kick, which was the smart thing to do because it got the ball back after all this and led to the win. But, you know, the Eagles get the ball in very good territory. Get a holding call. That doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to happen, according to Johnny.
2: (laughs) Finally. Finally (laughs) happened. So they get
3: first and 20. There's a whole sequence of... I think it was Julio Jones near the silence. Like, am I in this play? Am I not? And do I need to go out? And then finally, I think there's either Calcantara or Jack Stoll runs onto the field. They finally get out. But you could tell the fans were like, what is going on? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, all that confusion for a quarter, 40-yard quarterback <laughs> draw on first and 20. So second and 16. They're like, oh, that was stupid. Well, then, all right, let's see what happens here. Quarterback draw where Hertz doesn't know where the heck he's going. He loses four yards, and that's where it just goes to hell. Basically, to me,
2: this is like the epitome of where the Eagles are at. Because Arizona, like you said, does the onside kick, gives you guys excellent field position to go put the game away. Like you are in plus territory, go go down the field, get it done. You have it. You have a holding call happens, and then you have. Devonte Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, well, and you run quarterback draw, quarterback draw, and wide then, receiver screen. Well,
3: and then it gets worse. It wasn't a wide receiver screen. It was a halfback screen to Kenneth Gainwell on third. it was so third and 20. Kenny! <laughs> <laughs> it was a third and 20 halfback screen. And I don't even hate the halfback screens when that happens. Like, I get that play. I, but, like, in third and 20, why are you throwing it to Gainwell behind the sticks? And... I think that got them four yards or something like that. Yeah, you were playing for the field goal. Yeah, it was just absurd. And and you knew when they played for the field goal that Arizona's just going to go right back down the field and score because that's what they were doing the entire time. And I assume, well, there's I don't know if you guys saw that uh, fan in the stands, the lady. yeah, It's like, what the hell are <laughs> you doing? Uh, but right after that screen was completed and done and all that, they immediately panned to A.J. Brown going off the field, just shaking his head. Like, well, I was going to say, we
0: enjoy talking about the Eagles on this pod, even when they, when they play bad or when they play good. There's one player on Philadelphia who seems to not like talking about it.
1: Yeah, He yeah. said there was nothing to say, right? He, yeah. he doesn't want to speak to yeah. the
0: media. Some people are yeah. getting upset about it. Some so, are coming to his defense. What's the feeling in Philadelphia about A.J. Brown's seemingly disappointment on this? either this team, the season, the media? Who is it? I think... What's the problem?
3: I think the majority of the fan base is okay with AJ and his not talking. It's... Usually when players don't talk, I tend to hate that and just
2: have a as lack as of a respect for a As a fellow sports a reporter. Yeah, no. As a fellow sports, but, yeah, like so as a sports reporter, like I get talk,
3: it. Just talk. Just give us something, you know?
2: <laughs> it's part of your job. Yeah. Look, right. It's part yeah. of your job
3: description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Most of the time when that happens from any player on any team, I'm like, you're you're kind of crappy for that. However, AJ, like, he said there's nothing to say. And then he kind of walks away from his locker and doubles back, tells the media, it's not you guys. I just have nothing to say. Like, he was like, he even went out of his way to say, I'm not mad at you, the media. I'm not trying to be... He, he went bad. with the
0: old golden rule. If I don't have anything nice to say, I'm not yeah. going to say Which it at all. He, and the media's thing is, well, this is kind of our job. So there's yeah. this disconnect there. So,
3: but he said, "I have nothing nice to say." This is exactly m- what he said after they won on Christmas.
1: And I'm am okay <laughs> with that because it sitting here talking about this, I'm, I go back to thinking about like the Marshawn Lynch when he just said, "I'm just here, so I'm so I don't get fined. Fine. I'm yep. just here, so I don't yeah. get fined." That works. <laughs> that he's giving you something, right? You have to figure out a way to use that, right? Like mm. you would say in your story, Lynch was not in the mood to talk to the media, and then you would say he, you would quote him, right? And Brown giving the media just that, not what you want. You want him to talk X's and O's. You want him to talk about what went wrong down the stretch, but you can still portray exactly the mood with, so with that much. The reason so. with him
3: just even acknowledging the media and all that, and not talking and saying anything we all know what AJ is saying by not saying anything. He mm. is mad and he is mad. Presumably for the same reason the entire fan base is mad is because the play calling has been horrendous and you're not capitalizing on all the talent that you have. Mm-hmm. And that wide receivers or the halfback screen hurt Devonte Smith on the play. And mm-hmm. who knows how long he's, he apparently it's not as serious, but just by the awful call, Insult to injury there because now you have Devontae Smith who's might be out for a couple weeks or injury like, to insult.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> so.
3: so let's cruise through the NFC.
0: Here's who's clinched the San Francisco 49ers have clinched the one seed. The Lions are we'll in. better
2: sit Brock Purdy.
0: There you go. He might <laughs> need all the reps he can get. <laughs> the Lions are in. They've clinched the North. The Cowboys are in. Haven't quite clinched the NFC East yet. The Rams are, are in, officially clinched. I noticed they're in a that wild card spot. Last night. Yep. And the Eagles are in. We got some work to do in the NFC South. Atlanta needs a win and a Tampa Bay loss. I believe the Saints are in the same boat, a win and a Tampa Bay loss. The Bucs just have to win, and they're in.
1: Atlanta's the, the third dog in that fight because they're, I believe, seven and nine right now, okay. and everybody else is eight and eight. So they the need some work. Saints are eight and eight. So. Let me
0: ask you guys this. Let's take the 49ers out of it. If you're looking at it from a Cowboys perspective, from an Eagles perspective, which team scares
2: you the most to play? Um, Besides the Lions? The, no, the, you can the, include them. Are the, are the Lions I The am. Lions are scary, and honestly, the Rams scare me. The Rams
3: are, they're that team that gets hot. They're, they they're get the, the-
2: NFC version of the Bills right now. They get in...
3: Oh. And
2: if they actually do some damage in the playoffs, you're thinking wild card era giants when Eli, when they scraped by and then got on a hot streak.
3: But as far as kind of in a vacuum, he was scratching the most, it would. Eagles scared me the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's well, good. I, I've, lost, I've lost all hope in their run right now. So That's they, a
2: great they, answer.
3: They would have to prove, and it's not a serious answer, but it's like kind of, but like they would have, for me to have any hope of them actually making a run, they would have to go into the NFC South opponent and dominate them in week one of the playoffs for me to actually feel something about them. But from the, based on the other teams, I really don't, I'm not that afraid of Detroit. It would be, I would hate facing Dallas. Again, like I would hate that. Mm-hmm. Especially I was going to say in Dallas, the probably.
0: Dallas Lions yeah. game. If you take away the wonky finish, distracting from the game itself, I think if Dallas and the, the Lions played five times, I'd be comfortable saying Dallas wins the majority it of those. Feels, oh, it,
2: it feels like the Cowboys won that. I game. think the
0: Lions are better than. Or excuse me. I think the
2: Cowboys are better than the Detroit Lions. I would like yeah. to say that it just seems like the last well, few weeks we've just been playing down like kind of well, Bill's style, yeah. where it's also. like we should have. If I felt good during that game, but. We should
3: also. I'm down on the Lions right now because Jared Goff and Jameer Gibbs cost me my fantasy football championship. <laughs> personal, <so>. it's personal. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what about the Ravens? Aside from the Niners, you make it to the Super Bowl. Who scares you the most in the in, NFC? In the
2: NFC I, or AFC, who scares you the most? As the bona well, fide number seeing,
1: one team in the NFL, you you want to say no one, but we've talked about it multiple times this year, as everybody's kind of had their turn at the top, right, so to speak. It's the Niners. It's unnerving to be that team that's, like, we're the top dog, to, that you're the their fan, that they're the top dog in the NFL because it gives the other team that they're going to play so much bulletin board material. But um, the Niners, obviously, in a rematch just because of how much the Ravens kind of embarrassed them on Christmas night. That, that's what it was. It was a five-interception yeah. embarrassment. Dallas gives me concern. Dallas gives me concern just because that defense is so good, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of wonder and I wanted to ask you this we're talking about the AFC a little bit but Dallas at home versus away does that give you any cause for concern heading into the postseason because they're there ain't zero no at home this year we are the but the last home game didn't give me a whole lot of
2: hope we do seem to play very different on the road and that does concern me for whatever reason because I'm I I honestly from for the most part I think the whole Home versus away thing is in general overrated. I, but for I, some reason it makes seems to have a big difference for us. I, I,
1: exactly. Like Dallas specifically this year. Yeah, I honestly believe the Eagles kinda of gift
3: wrapped to you a really good chance at a good run in the playoffs because now you got the yeah, now we get a chance well, yeah, I was going
0: get- to say if you do believe in it the winning this weekend's huge. Yeah. It gives you two and you only have to win on the road once. So. yeah,
1: but every street comes to an end, so <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: where I'm that's what I'm looking at. As
1: far as as far as NFC, I will take the 49ers out of it. That Rams team played the Ravens really well in yeah. Baltimore a couple yeah. of weeks back. Really cool. Stafford is otherworldly at the quarterback position. Uh, if I had an, if I was on the MVP voting committee, or if I had a vote, he'd probably make my top five. Stafford, just oh. for what this Rams team has turned into, and
0: storyline-wise, there's nothing I want more than the Rams going to Detroit in the first round. Stafford oh going home. Stafford versus the Lions.
3: Give Can, us Rams, Lions, and Ravens, Browns in the playoffs. I would Ravens love that. So in that. Revenge yeah. games, games all around.
1: AFC a- 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 team wise, there's nobody I'm necessarily scared to see the Ravens play because the Ravens have stood up to the test all year, right? I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There are only three losses all just kind of weird losses and there hasn't been much since earlier the Browns was a two-point loss and that was Deshaun Watson's best game like I said in the greater part of three years the Chiefs getting hot at the right time is something that's that's always going to sit in the back of my mind because they've just been a mess all year they still won the AFC West and it would be so Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs to just put it together for a playoff run
3: that would be (laughs) obnoxious.
1: Buffalo, because if Buffalo somehow, some way figures it out and the Ravens had a playoff woe against Buffalo a couple of years back and then I have to come in and sit on this podcast (laughs) that day, that next week and look Kirk in the face, I'll be upset. Um, Hopefully he has to look me in the face and cry. It could happen. And then, obviously, the Joe Flacco angle. Uh, I think the Ravens against the Joe Flacco team in Baltimore, I think, would be able to figure him out. I don't think he would just do what he's done to some of these other teams this year,
0: but. All right, so let's rank them. We'll do this really quick, and then we'll get everyone out of here with the "How well you know your division. Let's just, as a collective group, try to rank the seven best teams in the NFL right now, regardless of conference, regardless of division. Right now, who are the seven best teams in the NFL? Can we all agree right out of the gate that number one is the Baltimore Ravens? Yes. Yep. Yes. I'm with you. Number two. No, I, really? Are I will sure? say the 49ers still. That's I also I had it too. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Number three is where we probably got to start putting our heads together. I put
1: Dallas at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Who's Uh, third? uh, Oh Boy, this
2: this is where it gets really hard. Um, If you asked me a week ago, I
0: would have said the Dolphins.
2: Yeah. Now I won't say it. Now I will not say it. it. I can't say the the Dolphins. Low-key, the Browns?
0: (laughs) Are the Browns with Joe Flacco quarterback the third best team in the NFL?
1: Well, the thought is no? to go to one of these so. two NFC East divisions. I think it's they, Dallas. But they've just... yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm falling. I think, it, I think it's I ref-
2: Dallas. I refuse to put that much faith in my <laughs> Three team. Three votes to one. Three, yeah. Three <laughs> votes to one. Dallas is third. All right, so Browns are number four. Four.
0: <laughs> I think it's Browns. The defense is the otherworldly. Defense is, yeah. Otherworldly. Yeah,
3: I have to keep counting the defense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it.
0: Five. Lions? Is it Detroit?
2: Is it the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, yes. Who? Who? Jeez. Yeah. Who? Who wins in a matchup? Lions who wins Chiefs? right now? The Chiefs or the well, Lions. the Lions won. won Week One. I, they, I and I don't think that would necessarily change. I think the Lions can beat the Chiefs right now. I think. Oh yeah.
1: I, yeah. I would put the Lions over the Chiefs. I will say unless it's Detroit like a Lions. bad
2: weather game in KC. I don't think. I think the Lions win that game. I
1: think that favors the Lions. A you bad think weather game in Kansas City is it? Five, is that five? That it will be five. Yeah, if we put Detroit, everyone there. good there.
2: I'm I'm fine with it. I have no issues. So I think six. Then is the Chiefs. I would agree that the Chiefs would be number six.
0: And our final pick. We got teams left like the Dolphins, we got the Dolphins, Rams, the Bills,
2: Dolphins, Rams, Bills, the Eagles, the Eagles. The Eagles, Oh, <laughs> the Eagles. Uh, is it? Oh,
0: I would put the Bills right Eagles. now. Right now. I, the Eagles have how many losses how? in a row? I, I well, guess I, I four guess four lost five I, games. So the Eagles have lost four of the last five, All right, so including to the Cardinals. We did
2: say right now. I'm looking at their win total, and it's just like you got it. That comes into account, but we're talking. They t-
3: started ten and one.
1: They started ten and one. they
3: they've just fallen.
2: They've lost
1: four
0: out of five and just lost to the Cardinals. I can't put them at seven. So
3: I I would I honestly would argue Bills, which is Rams are.
2: I say Rams or Bills then. If the Bills, I
1: was thinking Rams in
2: my mind. So the Rams are somehow secretly scary. If it's Bills versus Rams right now, who wins? Oh, that's a good game. Ooh.
0: And this is weird because I think if it's in Buffalo, it's the Bills, but if it's in...
2: Los Angeles. Again, if it's a cold-weather game, the whole thing, because Bills well, who's better have right a huge now? playoff. I guess he, I think it's probably or the Rams. Job. Rams. <laughs> yeah. I
1: would, I would think the Rams.
2: <laughs> I had honestly well, have a bit more faith in Stafford the, than Allen, sadly. And that's my whole thing. I think the tiebreaker here, here is They're one both one. gunslingers. They're both going to take chances. They're both going to have interceptions probably, but I think Stafford has been in the game long enough where he – still a little bit better about reining it in than Allen is. I think the tiebreaker here is one
3: has already clinched the playoff spot and the other hasn't yet.
2: Yeah, so that's (laughs) That's good. That is good.
3: I don't hate that at all. For this
0: meaningless list. (laughs) (laughs) For this totally... (laughs) I've this never seen a guy who almost has fifty plus
1: touchdowns get so much disrespect.
0: It's not disrespect. It's, That's crazy to it's say it's Matt Stafford's better than Josh
1: Allen. It's not that. No, I just I'm mm. I'm concerned for. <laughs> That's wild. I'm concerned for Josh is Allen re- that Kirk love me some red right now.
0: I love Stafford too. Don't get me wrong. I mean I love Stafford. <laughs>
1: this That's conversation really got away <laughs> <wait laughs> from him, huh? Fifty no, plus I, touchdowns. I'm, I'm concerned that the Josh Allen. That hurts. Josh Allen is lurking there, waiting to come back. That's my in, until it doesn't could happen, be there, right? That's what I'm but saying. But he hasn't been for five weeks. It's Deep, all it's all there for the taking this week. It
0: is, and I it. could look really dumb next week when I come here and go, man. Uh, I'll, I won't be worrying about what I said this week if they lose when I come in next week. That yeah, trust or me. Or but
2: you're, you're pounding tables. But season. I'm all right Let's with the Rams so.
0: at seven. Uh, Puka has been awesome. Cooper Cup's awesome with Stafford. That little trio has have
2: better weapons than well, mm, well. Stafford makes his weapons. I feel like look at Nakua. Look at Cal- not only say Calvin Johnson, but look at uh, who was the other receiver. He Cooper Cup, third round
1: pick. Nakua was a fifth round pick. Well, Nakua's is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year.
3: I think this season is proving that Stafford has never even ever fallen off. He just now has talent. Last season from.
1: was a weird yeah. one. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was an anomaly, well, and that's that's what we were sitting here talking about. I don't attribute it all to Josh Allen versus Stafford. McVeigh plays a role. Oh, oh, Always yeah. for me. Yeah, Certainly. For the Los Angeles True. Rams. Definitely. Right? He's been well, to the mountaintop before. He's won the Super Bowl with them. So I think if we have to pick the seven best teams a week out of the postseason and they're already clinched and they're already preparing.
0: Let me at Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua or Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be the Rams. but all,
2: yeah. And also, Allen's dealing with an, off, with an offensive coordinator that he didn't even have halfway through the season. so Which has been a little bit of a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five, it has been. Five so it just sh- it we'll shows see. you...
0: That's why it's not played on paper. But I I like the seven we got there. I think you can't go wrong. I think so. Some notable left. Who's left off. We put the Rams at seven. Bills are off.
1: Eagles are off.
0: Anyone else we hate? We're a little feeling weird not having them in there. Um, I think I feel, feel okay missing, with that I feel
2: like we're missing someone from yeah, the a- NFS no Dolphins. no Dolphins no Dolphins no Seahawks they, they were playing
1: for a chance at the one seed and they lost 56-19 yeah. yeah they were playing for a chance at the one seed so Dolph- they're up there <laughs> I think
3: we've <laughs> yeah. asked this
0: three weeks in a row Dolphins, Jekyll and Hyde are just playing frauds I guess we find out this weekend as as the, they,
3: I when, saying, they feel if you, pretty if good they, about Miami when they beat Dallas
2: and then... yeah but they barely beat Dallas yeah. they get they get just destroyed against Baltimore yeah here you go Buffalo comes again
0: Dolphins with a win they'll be the two seed
2: the Buffalo is kind of the in between of the Baltimore and the cow of Baltimore and the Cowboys so go out there and prove it all right well
0: let's talk who really knows ball how well do you know your division I've clinched this championship it's over (laughs) I mean mathematically I I, all jokes aside I've clinched this didn't even need the final week if only your team could do the same for you this week. they might in the same week I'll clinch this and the Bills will clinch
1: the AFC East Man, that's was cool. good. I know, I know, and, and I Josh know Josh did did. how well do you know your division. That's the the point I wanted to drive home about Josh Allen fifty touchdowns. Is we talked about it briefly on the last pod. Is the Bills didn't realize their potential as a team this year, nope. and that play, the narrative aspect of it plays into the MVP who gets talked about who. So he's he's very well been having a good year, but they stumbled so hard out of we the. We probably
0: gates. should talk more about the
2: change though in OC. I mean
0: Ken uh, Dorsey had, got fired. Had,
1: yeah, it had to have played
2: a played a role. They they decided that the coaching was was bad enough that we, they needed to make a change mid season. Ken Dorsey got
0: canned, Joe Brady came in and the Bills haven't lost. Four straight. That's real. So it's interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. All this could sound really bad next week. Or we could be looking at a really fun playoff where all four of us are in. Man, if I'm the lone guy out, that's tough.
3: <laughs> and, well, if we're all in by next week i'm the only one that's not feeling good about my team
2: <laughs> that's true that is true all I, right i, I don't I, know i'm not feeling super confident in dallas but i understand but where you, i understand you're feeling worse yeah,
3: you haven't lost four or five games yeah so
2: but
0: you we have lost be a winning team you have lost 22 picks and that means you got to start us off <laughs> this Yikes. week
2: uh all right so this is my last chance to catch last hurrah and i on paper have it easier than he does. So I'm picking no no, uh, no big surprises here. Cowboys and Eagles. They're both the playoff teams. They're both the better teams. Commanders are terrible. Giants are terrible. Yep. Cowboys at Commanders. Eagles at Giants. Yep. Going chalk? Yep. Going yep. chalk on that one. David?
3: Oh, okay. I'm going to let
0: Logan go first so we can see where these... Or go last so we can see where those two stack up. They're in a race here to determine...
3: Last place. Who, last place. Or maybe they'll tie. <laughs> then I don't know what we do. We well, have to have a pick-off. Well, I am, I'm guaranteed second place. So, all right. Eagles, Giants, even for all the frustrations, the Eagles should have technically crushed the Giants on Christmas Day. I'll just pick the Eagles on that one. All right. And uh, Commanders. Pick the Commanders <laughs> on the Cowboys. Right. There it is. Cause I love it.
1: Because screw the Cowboys. Screw no the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and also... <laughs> you pick the Eagles? Yeah. How's that one worked out for you recently? I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing That's, with you. Seriously? <laughs> if, if nothing else, we but, take shots at each other. That's what this pod this, is. This,
3: this The NFC East has been very just stupid in the sense I could see the Cowboys just inexplicably dropping one Oh, I absolutely and Eagles could. Yeah,
2: I could see Jacoby Brissett of all people coming yeah. in there and just destroying our number two seed hopes.
3: Before, it's in Washington and not in Dallas. Before I do my <laughs> picks,
1: the Commanders just sneakily ran up to the top three picks of the draft. Like now they're picking two. I know it. Oh. I did not see that in November. Then I figured they'd be bottom 10, but I didn't figure they'd be bottom two. Yeah, I mean, they traded sweat. They benched
2: how... Yeah, they tanked yeah. for it, and they're going to go get a quarterback next year. Yeah. It'll be fun.
1: Caleb Williams,
2: D.C. product. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, some might say Mahomes Lamar, and Whoa. Josh Allen, <laughs> it it, Alaska it, it might is, say it, it is
3: possible Washington drafts Drake May to replace a UNC quarterback to replace their year, current yeah. UNC quarterback. <laughs> they like that pipeline.
0: Uh, Jets at Patriots. I'll go Jets. Because you never pick the Patriots. Potentially Bill Belichick's last game in New England. How would that sit with you? I wish we could have finished it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, give me Jets at Patriots. Give me Bills over Dolphins, obviously. That's a good one. Last game of the regular season, 8-15 for all the marbles. I feel nervous.
2: I would be I mean, What
0: makes me nervous is the fact that they got beat up so bad by the Ravens that I think you're going to see a completely different Dolphins team. And the Bills got them once already this
1: year, right? Yeah. Killed them. Killed them. Yeah, yep. it sounds like yeah.
0: Waddle's going to play. It just screams big bounce back. We'll see if we can hang. If we do, I'll be in a very good mood next week. If not. This will be a weird podcast. Well, it'll be a three-man podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <That's quickly taken laughs> I'll week show up. up. <laughs> I'll always show up, but I won't be in a great mood. Logan, to stay ahead of Johnny and to finish in sole third, you're left with Browns at Bengals and Steelers at Ravens. Kind of some weird picks because you don't know who's playing and who's not. Well,
1: I'm glad I put myself in this position because I was able to look. Are the Browns going to rest players? They're locked into that five seed. Jeff Driscoll is going to start at quarterback oh, for Cleveland wow. oh. this weekend. So not that I... Don't have faith in Jeff Driscoll But I will be taking the Cincinnati Bengals okay. They got eliminated but it's divisional game Browns have nothing to play for Cincinnati's playing for playing <laughs> It doesn't for seem to matter though who Cleveland starts at quarterback I know that was your point but <laughs> I know but I know, They'll probably I rest more Jeff Driscoll's just the name that jumped out there I'll, And then the Bengals right They lost to the Browns to start the year so uh, Garrett,
3: you know. Miles Garrett's probably not playing Exactly
0: yeah, so you Probably, expect key probably smart Ryan. to let Flacco sit too Right. You're, you're dealing with a guy He's who's
2: 45 years old yeah. <laughs> or maybe, or, or, so or
0: don't sit someone when they're hot. You never know.
1: Yeah. At that age though. You got yeah.
3: seven days in between games anyway It's
1: a and lot of time Steelers at Ravens The the marquee pick is to go Steelers right Because the Ravens are going to be sitting guys down You can't do it I you won't can't do, do it. that This you will can't keep do it. the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the postseason It's in Baltimore Pro bowler Tyler Huntley like I said Probably going to get the start Give me the Baltimore Ravens And if I finish in fourth place as a result That's got to happen If but. this is the best rivalry
0: in football You have to play everyone and make sure they don't get in <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Disagree <laughs> Not going to play everyone.
1: I know you need some help, but it's not going to happen. No, Everything's locked up. This, this will, will be some, a weird week. We I, should
0: see a lot of people sitting.
3: I would um, almost prefer the Eagles to rest everybody this week. Just take the five seed and move on. But because like
2: we said, the five seed, you get Tampa? Or Atlanta or New Orleans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would guess if you're looking for good games this weekend, you're watching the AFC South or the NFC South. A yeah. lot of games matter there. The Buffalo won at night against the Dolphins. But other than that, a lot of people clinched, a lot locked up. Or you need, or if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you just got to take care of business. I you,
2: will, I I will say, if your backup quarterback can be a can be a Pro Bowl quarterback though, or are you a system quarterback?
1: Is that really what we're gonna do? <laughs> is that really what we're gonna do to end this podcast? <laughs> so we got system
2: quarterback Stafford um, better than Allen this week. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, not the it, MVP. I'm just throwing it out there. Dex got more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, higher EPA, more throwing yards, all everything across the board. I'm just. You've, throw, you've been anti EPA until just, it worked in your favor this week. Well, that's what we do, right? <laughs> <to> Turned into <laughs> Skip Bayless on us here. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing that out there. What what why why is why, I'm just I'm genuinely asking outside of his outside of the game where he like, yeah he took a Dolphins team who doesn't have a great defense as far as I'm aware. They but
1: were the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league after their buy earlier this season. Miami but, was. Yeah, go ahead, check the numbers on that.
2: <laughs> oh boy. All right. No, I believe you. I'm just checking on you. You We also sent in our group
0: text this weekend, um, Alan versus... Lamar. Then the very next day, he had Dak busting through the doors, is like a Simpsons character. Or oh, something. Yeah. He's so yeah. back. He,
1: your, your grasping is straws right to, yeah. like to find that CD. Yeah, to find any other to find any other MVP it. candidate that's not Mr. Lamar Valis Jackson, who will be a two-time MVP of this league in about a month. He will be nope, good for him. Lamar, I, I, for no, no. <laughs> I thought you no, were a Ravens fan. No, he's, Johnny, no, no, no. It's we?
2: just it's well deserved. Anybody but Brock Purdy. <laughs>
1: <Fair> <laughs> Brock
2: Purdy does does definitely does not deserve it. So I'll give Lamar credit for that. Just coming in and just being proving that uh, that someone actually better is out there than that guy
0: all right we should have a lot to talk about next week both from our own teams and then the high school roundup we're about to get right back into it david logan we'll have all the coverage for you we'll round it up for you next week we'll talk how all this played out in the nfl and some of us will look really smart and some of us won't and then we'll get you ready for the playoffs until then see you next week